Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and this podcast is a very cold, unforgiving place. I don't like it one bit. And I'm Avsidensky, and Alex, you don't have Asperger's. You're just an asshole. Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. We are here today to discuss Season 9, Episode 7, Namaste, which originally aired on November 12th, 2017. Uh, how are you feeling today? Namaste. I'm feeling good. Um, How's your third eye? Just uh my third eye is doing great yeah. uh that's not how the third eye works yeah. um we just uh we just saw each other for like i think like the third time since this podcast started is that it? definitely less than five i don't know we, i mean no you, it's you higher than my my so you came to my parents house once yeah when i was in jersey yeah then there was right oh that's true then there's um, a few there podcasts the, tournaments i've been to your house twice right no but the but the first one was before this podcast existed i believe yeah, Entomans must have been before yeah. the podcast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was twenty. That so was we started what January of twenty twenty. We started right pre. Yeah, we were we were perfect time ahead of the we were curve. Like, oh, yeah. we need we are gonna we, we need a project. Yeah, <laughs> something to keep our business busy. Yeah. Um, when we started yeah, this podcast, came... neither one of us had seen Survivor. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. That's true. It started seen... COVID. Yeah. I've seen a lot of Survivor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, there are, there are some seasons I have only seen once, but so it goes. I think we we did Seinfeld trivia. So I think this is the fourth time we've seen each other in person uh since we started down this uh epic jersey from milan to misc so. hmm. yeah let's hop right into namaste well i i think we need to mention one thing before we do that sure and that is that it was announced in the past week that hbo oh, yes. is going to be next week releasing a documentary about the life and times of one larry david yes um a two-part documentary directed by um seinfeld's director and curb director larry charles um, yes. it'll be an explosive premiere, documentary i believe next yeah, it's going to be many revelations. Um, this, I think it was originally I meant literally by Alex explosive Gibney. because it's Larry Charles. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I think this was originally like an Alex Gibney project, which was going to be like an expose on how horrible Larry David is. But then everyone's like, oh, we already know Larry David is horrible. So they're like, all right, let, let Larry Charles. Wait, is that a joke or actually? Um, no, of course not. No, I'm just saying like Alex Gibney does like these explosive. No, but I think Gibney about. was involved. No, I'm no, completely oh. fabricated. I'm making this oh. up. We've said explosive <laughs> documentaries. I was like, oh, it's like Larry Charles' episodes of, of, of Curb last week, you know, two, two, three weeks ago, whatever it was, had half of Los Angeles blowing up. Right. And, and, and in Seinfeld, he has Jerry true. being gunned down. That's for true. being a cable boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's so exciting. We will definitely, we will um, cover really that excited to see that between seasons nine and ten. So in about three weeks. OK, so that's what we're going to do. We're not going to do next week. You're saying, oh, when it comes out. No, I think we finish the season. We do nine, seven, nine, eight, nine, 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 ten. Then we do it. I'm I'm completely indifferent. I don't I don't think that okay. we need to like. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna like a whole we're gonna like, miss the rush. 
Yeah, exactly. I'm not expecting there's going to be like a whole, um, you know, cottage industries yeah. of podcasts covering About the Larry David, David documentary. Exactly. Although maybe yes. there, you know, there might be, you know, yeah. he's, he, you know, but what, uh, what if there's a hot mic moment? Uh, we find out he's in the bathroom and we find out, you know, he, he did it. Uh, killed them all. Yeah. Okay. Fine. How about this? If, if there's something in those doc- in that documentary that compels us to feel like, okay, we need to cover this immediately. We reserve the right to call an audible. Yes. And cover that next. An emergency. So you should emergency just watch episode. it anyway. Um, and we're going to cover next week, season nine, episode eight. Uh, yeah, and when you watch it, you can email us and... any thoughts that you have. And, you know, whenever we podcast, yeah, about it, we'll and... yeah, so presumably we'll do that after uh, season nine, episode 10, before season 10, episode one. And, um, yeah, just uh, you have any thoughts on that? Any feedback? Uh, of course, use, you know, the typical uh, come with guy and fucking asshole and pretty, pretty, pretty good scale. And we'll uh, we'll cover it like an episode. We're probably not going to like go beat by beat the way we do with uh, this nonsense. But, you know, we'll talk about it. Uh, hopefully we'll learn some new things. Um, it's two parts. I would expect we're going to learn something good. I assume it'll be mm. good. Um, the commercial. I mean, Larry couldn't even bother to shave. So it doesn't give me. Have you, have you seen the trailer? <laughs> yeah, maybe not. It but, does not um, give a given, lot of hope that Larry put a lot of effort into this thing. Given the like all star caliber lineup we got for that Bob Einstein documentary, I would expect that we will have a bunch of heavy hitters here, too. Yeah, th- that one was was pretty good. Yeah, so I agree. Yeah, and we will neither confirm nor deny whether or not we were interviewed um, as part of this documentary. But you'll yeah. just have to wait to see that next week. Did you see um, McCartney three two one on Hulu? No, it was this documentary a couple of years ago with Paul McCartney and Rick Rubin, sort of talking about uh, his music and how he made his music. And the the reason I. I I thought of that is because I always mix up Rick Rubin and Larry Charles because they're both like long, you know, long bearded, bald uh, Jews who sort of produce one music and one television. But um, so I always mix them up. But yeah, but that was that was a documentary that I had high hopes for. And it was very I mean, it was a little interesting from a musical perspective, but overall it was like it was not like a particularly explosive or exciting documentary. And so I was wondering, would Larry Charles and Larry David, because they're such long term buddies, is it almost like the same thing? But we'll see. Uh, we will see indeed, um, and yeah. we will uh, report back on our findings uh, sometime in the next month or so. Mm. Um, so, yeah, why don't we uh, jump into Namaste, Season 9, Episode 7. Um, I can, I can, um, I don't know if you if you uh, have any knowledge of this, but I can name three other TV shows that have had episodes with the title Namaste. I don't oh. know if you're aware of any. All right. Um... You're putting me on the spot. I mean, no. it's very it's very hard. Like okay. you know, you're not necessarily going to know it. Um, but one of the one of the, the shows you would definitely would know. No, the good place is not. But that's a uh, good guess. Parks and Rec. Um, Parks and Rec also not. Okay. Uh, but we yeah we don't really have to con- continue with this exercise. Just okay. discussing shows. Um, <laughs> there's an episode of Better's Call Saul. Okay. Um, named Namaste. There's an episode of High Maintenance called. Hmm. Namaste. Yeah. And it's probably most famously, there's an episode of Lost from season five. Oh, so Namaste. that's not my show. So, yeah. Right. Well, no, I knew you wouldn't know that one. Yeah. Uh, I watched all of season one of Lost and yep. then they ended with a hatch. And I said, I'm out because this is not the show I thought it was going to be, basically. <laughs> right. This was not the show you were looking for. Yeah. And then my wife watched, like, watched season one with me, never watched anything else, and then watched the finale. And I'm like, you're not going to understand anything. <laughs> no, I know all the characters. I know the main thing. I'm like, no, Jen, this is not a show about people who are like lost on an island. It's like a weird science fiction saying, no, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. But I think nobody figured it out, right? 
Um, well, you know, it's in, 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 it turned out that it really was just a show about people living on an island um, in the end because they didn't really care about a lot of the other stuff they had spent uh, five or six seasons teasing out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they decided to just recircle and make it a very uh, character-based ending. So it's actually oh, so not uh, crazy. Right. Uh, to, you know, to, I mean, I think they, they probably were stuff that she was, was not meaningful to her therefore the character beats probably didn't work in many instances um but she wasn't terribly far off in that the plot of many of much of the series ended up being not super relevant to the ending uh, i see okay um, um but um yeah how, lost how, overall, how would you rank very high quality namaste show, in my opinion four namastes from best to worst um, so, so I don't really remember the specifics of either the Better Call Saul or the High Maintenance one. Okay. Uh, the Lost one is, a, is a, in my opinion, a good episode of Lost. Um, this episode, um, in my opinion, is not a great episode of Curb Enthusiasm. So I'll rank the Lost one, uh, Curb 2, and then Incomplete on the other two, because I have no, I have the foggiest idea what happens in either one. I was looking up, so Namaste, the Better Call Saul episode is the episode where... Jimmy has lunch with Howard, who admits that H.M. wronged him in the past. That says the feud is between Jimmy and Chuck, not Jimmy and the firm. I don't remember anything about this episode in particular. Yeah, it, had, it, garnered, a, it garnered a 92% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, but I'm going to guess let's every see, episode that season was pretty close. Well, okay, but then what did... Um, so are you judging it relative to the series that it's on or just relative like Namaste versus <laughs> I'm not Namaste. judging it. I'm not judging it at all. I th- oh. <laughs> Namaste, I think, is a, is a good episode of Lost. Mm. Um, I don't think it was a particularly great episode of, of Curb. Oh, well, spoiler alert. Let's jump well, in. I said I don't think it was we'll a per- I said I don't think it was a particularly great. Uh, so it's possible I gave it a four and a half birdies. Okay, it's not particularly great. It's just mm. great. Okay. It's not great. Right. It's not great at all. So yeah. So uh, season nine, episode seven. Namaste. We start out in our yoga class with Larry and Leon doing yoga. Their instructor is demonstrating in front of them, helping them to try to find the rhythm. And she does this yoga pose that really seems to get their attention primarily because it involves her legs being very high up in the air and her butt kind of sticking out. And, you know, Yogi Tina, not a bad looking girl. Got a nice figure. Um, You know, a lot to write home about, I would say. Let's write hope about. Um, yeah, I'll say I've always been a huge fan of Allison Becker. Um, uh, this is a weird thing to say, but I see Becker. Her. Yes. Do you think I, that her and Ted Danson, if they saw each other, would just keep yeah. pointing at each other and saying Becker? Yeah, like the Spider-Man meme. I see her as the female equivalent of Jonathan Glazer. <laughs> okay. Now, I was what, trying what, to think, why do I think that? So I think part of it is, they first of all, they both appeared in a bunch of stuff together. I, I met them both in the first thing, which is, do you remember Kenny Maine? had an online show for ESPN like 15 years ago? <laughs> no. Okay, so I think it was called Main Street. Google it. I- I'm telling you it's actually worth it. There, It's actually very funny. So Kenny Main had this like web series in like 2007 or something, 2006. They were like five-minute long episodes, and it was him, and then Allison Becker was his like producer, and Jonathan Glazer was his cameraman. And they were always getting into like little, you know, shenanigans. And so they were both in that. So they were both in Parks and Rec together, right? where Glazer plays Jam and um, Becker mm-hmm. plays a newspaper reporter. 
And right. so, yeah, but she, she's looking very attractive in this scene. I agree. She doesn't look like Jonathan Glazer in this scene. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 She was in a bunch of episodes of uh, Parks and Recreation. Yeah. Um, she'll also be featured in an upcoming episode of uh, New Girl, Old Guy when we get to Thanksgiving 4 mm. next season. So mm. look out for that. Okay. Um, by the way, I love she, 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 she says, see you tomorrow. Like, this is an everyday yoga class. Larry and Leon are going to yoga every single day. Um, yeah, I was going to ask about that. Like, I just like don't see really any scenario where Larry David agrees to go to yoga. Like, he just insists that, like, he could be given something else to do instead. Right. Like, he's sure, not going but, to like, yoga. I can imagine a one off. I can ima- like I can imagine. OK, he's joined a class once a week. Every day is like a hardcore. How many people do you know who do yoga every day? I think I know zero. I know zero. And especially this hot yoga bullshit. It's like, I mean, I know people who do yoga every week, but like maybe twice a week. Um, Anything more than that yeah, is like, my w- like your life. My wife used to do yoga for a little bit, but she doesn't do it anymore. But every day? No, no, she never did every day. Yeah, she's no yoga. Yeah, she used to do like once a week, probably. Yeah, yeah. she's no yogi, Tina. So, no, I'm a fan of Allison Becker and is, yeah, looking very, very attractive as well and uh, gets Leon's attention for sure. Yeah, Leon uh, goes over to her after the class um, and tells her that his favorite movie is The Downward Dog. Mm. Um, I feel like that is a – maybe I'm off base here, but I feel like there's a little bit of a sexual connotation to what Leon is saying there. I feel like there's a little bit of a sexual connotation to everything Leon's saying. With Downward Dog. Ah, yes, that was the joke. Mm, yes. Yeah, it's like uh, when, in Friends when like they <laughs> the, the line with Joey is like, we always know what, you're, what you mean, Joey. Can we talk about like why does Leon have this confidence – that like, 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 with all due respect to Leon, he's a guy in his like mid 40s, let's say, to be generous, not exactly in the peak of physical condition. And Yogi Tina is like, possibly half his age and like in much better peak physical condition. And like, he just walks over with his, with his confidence like that he's going to, uh, to tap that ass. And of course he does. Um, well, it sounds like Leon gets a lot of positive reinforcement, uh, yes. you know, results in him having a lot of confidence. Um, yeah. So I, th- I think that's where it comes from. I mean, he's okay. ejaculated 100,000 times in two years. Yeah. Well, but but we've been wondering how much of what he says do we believe and how much do we dismiss. It's almost like he makes outlandish claims, but also he's constantly successful. So I don't know. Maybe. Uh, well, I, regardless of whether we believe his claims, I think he, he believes. believes his oh, claims. He believes. It's so, not a lie. If you so believe he. It. Well, you know, if you have the confidence, if you believe. but in his so. in his so in his mind, he's so phenomenally successful that it, that it uh, you know it manifests. Or you know, it's like a compartmentalizing thing where it's like when he's like out like on the prowl, like trying to pick up a girl, like he has the confidence of someone who is like constantly picking up girls, and then but when then he's back home uh, by himself at the end of the night, yeah, he listen, kind of like represses that. Yeah, the more shot attempts you have, the more you score, even if your percentage isn't high. So. Yeah, no, that's a good lesson for life. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, I know, I know it's a cliche, but like the worst thing that people can say to you is no, and like people don't just call you and offer you things. So like, you know, sometimes it's just worthwhile to just ask. Do you know um, who inspired me? This is so lame. Um, in eleventh grade, I wasn't going to try for the basketball team because I'm like, I'm not going to make it this year. I'll make it next year. So what's the point of even trying out this year? And Yosef Berman right. said to me, Alex. And this is the only this is the only conversation I've had with him in my life. I have no idea why it, it was Berman Berman. Yeah, um, he says to me, he says to me, as Wayne Gretzky says, you miss 100 percent of the shots that you don't take. And I was like, you know what? He's right. I'll try out. And then I tried out and then I made it to like the last and then I was the, I didn't think the last cut, but it was like then I like practice with him all year. And so I always credit it to uh, the man who you just gave that unfortunate thing to. There's um, uh, there's a great a office lesson. scene where. 
where where Michael Scott quotes yes. that Wayne Gretzky line that he yes. writes on the blackboard. You don't you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael yes. Scott. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's quite a meme, also. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, All right, but let's get to oh, Larry I've talking seen that one. with Yogi Tina. Yeah, so Yogi Tina comes over to confront Larry, and she's like, "Hey, I noticed that when the the you know the lesson ended and everyone said Namaste, uh, you didn't say Namaste." To which Larry said, "Like, why are you bring this up? This has been a joke in the last three episodes already. Why are we doing this again?" Yeah, oh, no, that's not what he said. He pretended that this is an original thing. Um, he says, "You know, I just like don't like uh, those sorts of group activities. I'm not a Namaste kind of guy. I don't sing uh, the Happy Birthday song either, which we remember is true from Ben Stiller back. Which in, is the uh, reason that season four, as you said, why he wouldn't be a yoga in the first place because he's not that kind of guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's not a yoga type of guy. Um, right? He doesn't he doesn't uh, say thank you for your service? He doesn't clink the glass. He doesn't say Namaste." Uh, uh, have you ever been to yoga? Have I ever been to yoga? I don't think so. No. Oh, maybe it's a, it's a, a, a recharge the mitzvah celebration. Do some yoga. Um. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a yoga person. Um, I've done it like twice, but uh, I feel like yeah. Actually, speaking uh, of uh, yo yogi, mm. um, I just read the Yogi Berra chapter in the uh, Joe Pizzanti Baseball 100. Oh. And I don't think I knew. Now, maybe on some of like kind of assumed this, but like I don't think I knew that like basically all the Yogi Berra quotes are fake. Yeah. Like he never said anything. Like he, the guys never spoke, literally. Um, like he like definitely did not say it ain't, it ain't over till it's over, which I would say is probably his most famous line, right? But didn't he say something like half the time, half the things I said, I didn't say him anyway or something? Or he kind uh, so of. Mis- no, he didn't really say that. Oh. Okay. No, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, I you said nothing. You're that saying. was like a big revelation to me that like literally like almost all of these quotes are just like fabricated. Yeah, it's kind of and funny. Like, I was thinking about because I was just reading a Joe DiMaggio biography and there every mention of Yogi Berra is purely like he's a relatively quiet guy off the field and it's purely as sort of as a catcher and as a and as an outfielder and it's a and as a good hitter and there's nothing. And I was actually thinking like there's mention of the personality of like every other player. Why is there none with Yogi? Maybe Yogi and Joe just did not socialize at all or something. Maybe just Yogi had no right. personality. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know Yogi Berra's real name? Um, uh, Francisco. I don't know. It's some Italian name, right? <laughs> Lawrence Peter. Oh, Berra. Lawrence Peter. Um, okay. All right. So enough of Yogi Berra. Back yeah. to Yogi Tina. Mm. Um, she explains to Larry that namaste means the light within me greets the light within you. And he mm. says, ah, therein lies the problem. There is no light in me. <laughs> and so you're not appreciating the- this great Larry stick because to you, it's old hat. <laughs> um, a little bit. Yeah, it's like kind this of scene. This. I l- absolutely love this scene. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, when, when we get to like the third eye stuff, I think that's funny. You know, he, I, I did like when he's like, um, try and see how it would feel. He's like, I know how it feels. I'll yeah. feel like an idiot. Yeah. Um, and she's like, well, no one's watching. He's like, well, the third eye is watching. <laughs> and, she, you know, she says, you know, you don't know anything about the third eye. And he starts mocking it. And like, he's like poking his forehead, telling her he can poke his third eye because I'm like, it's the other two eyes. It's not a real eye. <laughs> and, you know, she's like, he trying to encourage him like you know don't mind the heat you know you got to try to participate the reason you're here is to be part of our spiritual community he says no actually the reason i'm here is because i have a bad hamstring and that's <laughs> it 
And she tells him, well, listen, if you're not going to say namaste, then you should get out of here and never come back to the class. And Larry doesn't think this is very yogi-ish of her. Oh, it's uh, amazing. But, he said, but she tells him, get the fuck out, namaste. Yeah. And uh, she's like, he's like, oh, wow, you made my day. And he, yeah. uh, he heads out. I, I think this is an absolutely Hall of Fame scene. The fact that he works her and works her and works her and breaks her. The fact that he tells her that breaking her made his day. The, the whole thing. I, I mean, this is at one of my favorite scenes of Curb ever. So sorry wow. that it didn't right. for you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do think that there were some funny lines in there. But yeah, I mean, I guess I'm kind of like taken out of this when it's like we like literally just did this twice in like the last couple episodes. Like this exact concept that like Larry doesn't participate in these like group um, you know, rituals. Yeah, but it's still funny to see him break people, right? Like he breaks the rabbi who ends up trying to eat the Palestinian yeah. chicken. He breaks the the yes, the, the yes. Yogi that part of it is good. Yeah, and then he tells her. Yeah, no, that, that part that, of it is good. I and agree. then he tells her that breaking her makes his day. I just, I, I don't know. I love it. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely hear that, and I, that, that aspect of it is very good. Um, so yeah, so we head out to the parking lot. Larry and, and Leon get in the car. Um. Leon's on his phone because he's uh, very excited that he got uh, Yogi Tina's phone number. And La- Larry fills him in on the fact that he's gotten kicked out of the class and told never to come back because he wouldn't say namaste. And Leon's like, you should have just said it. Um, anyway, so Larry is uh, – he starts backing up. He has a reverse camera except when Leon is like starts fiddling with the music, the uh, camera switches to that, which is I don't think what happens in any car that I've well, ever been in. Well, so I, I think was, like let me ask you reverse like overrides everything. Oh. Okay, so I was about to ask you that. So I have two cars, and in one of them, reverse overrides everything, which is actually annoying because, like, while I'm reversing down the driveway, I can't, like, you know, t- turn on my podcast yeah. or whatever. <laughs> However, my right. other car... It's very annoying. Those, those two yes. seconds, you'll never get back. Yeah. But then my other car... Is it's really the... five seconds if you're two and a half speed, yeah. just FYI. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, my other car is the reverse problem, no pun intended, in that... I'm backing out. I got the cameras on because I never turn around anymore. Like I rely a hundred percent on the cameras. It would both my cars, right? <laughs> you're old and you're going back. Yeah. I mean, for sure for my driveway. Um, and, but my other car, then I push another button. Oh, let me ch- change the music. And then I lose the camera and I can't get the camera back unless I stop, go and park and then go in reverse again, which wow. now that I'm, yeah. Which, All right. So you're, yeah, I should send Elon Musk a complaint. I mean, it does seem like a safety hazard. Yeah, my car is just is automatically. If you're in reverse, all you're getting yeah. is the backwards well, camera, which is really how it should be. No, that's what my minivan is. Yeah, yeah, um, that's what it should do. Maybe it's a setting. Oh, so should. maybe maybe it's because it's a minivan where you really just you know my car also I have like a like a hatchback or whatever it's called hatchback yeah. crossover. I don't know. Um, so maybe like in like a bigger car, like you know a minivan, especially like you really can't see as well as in a regular car. So you really are reliant on the no. But but in my previous camera. in my previous sedan, like my my previous smaller car, I also it it did the automatic reverse. It didn't switch. This is the only okay. car I've had that doesn't. So yeah, maybe it's a setting you can turn on, which I probably should. Um, okay, yeah, so I mean it seems is- to me like that's the type of thing that would be like. Like a uh, federal regulation yeah. of cars. No, no, I think I'm surprised be. there's any cars, but yeah. that's not it is. Yeah. Um, my question is, whose fault is it? Like, if Leon removes the camera mid-reversal, then I think Larry could have a point. But Leon does it before Larry begins reverse. Larry argues about him, and then Larry continues anyway. So it's clearly Larry's fault. 
Um, yeah, I mean, if it's I, I didn't pay that much attention to the timing, so we'll assume that your version of events is correct. And if that is the case, then I agree with you. Yeah, that that was that was my perception. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's also kind of just like at the end of the day, it's like always the driver's responsibility. Like, you know, he could he he control the car. Like, he can. Yeah, but we had the episode. Even if it was in the middle, he sure. But he we had the episode where he could have braked. He could. Yeah, we had the episode where Larry told Freddie to remind him, and when Larry didn't remind him. Freddie took right, on yeah. responsibility, but then transferred, right. he transferred Jeff, responsibility. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can see I can see Larry wanting to blame someone else and then accepting it. But there, there's no way that Leon should hear because Larry had yeah, could have so, stopped the car and chose not to. Yeah. So they get out of the car to assess the damage and Larry's like, all right, I guess I'm going to uh, have to write a note. And Leon's like, right or no, what are you doing? Get, get the fuck out of here. Don't say anything. Uh, and Larry's like, well, I'm a follower of the golden rule, which we also just had, mm-hmm. right? He's very into yeah, the golden rule. Yeah. He, he always has the golden rule. And we learned that Leon's version of the golden rule is fuck them before they fuck you. Yes. <laughs> uh, which is probably a savvier golden rule. Yeah, I mean, um, it's much and, more cynical, uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, well, usually cynicism is right. Yeah. Um, so Larry, I mean, uh, Larry ignores. Leon has been successful in his life, but Larry has been much more successful in his life. So I don't know if uh, right, that's if true. It's, it's proof either way. That's true. So Larry uh, ignores Leon. He uh, writes down his details, leaves a note, and uh, puts which it is on what you're supposed to do. Like, good, on, good on Larry doing something good for once. No, he's a garbage person. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, so we head over to Jeff and Susie's house, and Susie is uh, telling Larry, you know, the wedding is on, you know, notwithstanding the fact that my uh, future son-in-law almost got murdered at the uh, <laughs> reenactment of the American Revolution. And then attacked and, and beat multiple people at a golf club with no consequence, yeah, apparently. And um, Larry is telling her, you know, you really should be careful what you're what you're getting your daughter into here like we don't really know what this guy's deal is and um she's like well listen you know um attraction is complicated look at me and jeff go figure that one out (laughs) um i say you know we've said many times they these two people deserve each other so i don't think you have to spend too much time trying to figure out how they ended up together no one else wants to be either one of them Susie uh, lets Larry know that, by the way, one of my friends is really interested in dating you, uh, even though I've told you many times that you're a humongous <laughs> asshole. Um, and it turns out the fatwa has only made her more turned on to you. Yeah, uh, no. Which very much uh, makes Larry happy. Yeah. Susie is so surprised that the fatwa turned Bridget on to Larry. Like, we just had the whole thing with Elizabeth Banks, who visited Susan, Susie's house. Like, she knows the fatwa turns women on. Yeah, I'm surprised she's not turned on. <laughs> Maybe she's a little. Yeah, so she should realize that, oh, this all the women are into Larry now, just like I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, he asks to see... Just so Larry uh, could try her out. Yeah, so he asks, he asks if he can see a picture of this friend, and Susie says, you have no, you're in no position to be asking for pictures. Like, you should just be happy that, like, you're getting a, po- a possible opportunity. Like, you're, like, the equivalent of a two rating on Uber in terms of dating on a good day. Yeah. And uh, Larry's like, that's ridiculous. Ch- check off his Uber rating. Um, but yes, how is uh, it rude to ask for the photo of someone before you want to date with them. That's like a very normal request. Yeah, I think that's perfectly fine. Um, Susie, I think, is in the wrong here. I agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's, yeah, not not the wrong, she's not in the wrong about Larry being a two in the looks department. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's certainly a common request if, for people to want to know what the person looks like. Well, who hold they on. But, are, but, common, but, so, but you don't think it's an appropriate request? 
No, I, I think it is. I, was, I think there are people who would say that maybe it isn't for whatever reason. But, but, but even they would agree that it's no. But why do you want to trick somebody to go into a date with somebody who they're instantly not interested in, like not attracted to? Like, there's no future for that relationship. You just waste the time of everybody involved. It's like disrespectful. Well, sometimes you could go on a date with someone who you wouldn't have if you had seen their picture, and maybe you'll hit it off with them personality-wise, and sure. you'll be glad that you didn't rule oh, them out uh, specific, solely based on a picture. I agree 100%, but I'm not, I'm not saying you have to see a picture, but I'm saying it's not – I don't think there's anything wrong with asking to see a picture. Yeah, all. I don't think that there's anything wrong yeah. either. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so it's, it's certainly an extremely common request or desire to want yeah. to see a picture before you uh, spend the time to go on a date. Are there any um, dating apps that don't have pictures? I wonder. There probably I'm are. I'm sure actually. there are. Yeah. There's a whole, there's a whole reality show called love is blind, which is based on mm. this premise where they like have them like made up in like, they make, to, like look like these like crazy monsters. Okay. Um, so that way they can only judge each other on their like conversation and personality and all that. And I think they don't, they don't find out until like the end what the other person even looks like at all. Mm. Is this a full body thing or just a head mask or. Uh, I haven't seen the show, so I can't oh. answer that <laughs> okay. uh, exactly, but I've like heard about it through the grapevine and it sounds crazy. Okay. <laughs> sounds like a lot. sounds like a lot goes into it. So, yeah. They, they like, I think they get like, like movie makeup artists to like completely disguise their appearance and look like, you know, like these creatures. Mm. Um, but somebody, you know, right. Tell right. in and tell us all about how love is blind work. I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So um, Larry says he would kill himself if he was a two. He couldn't, you know, continue existing on this mm. earth as a yeah. two. Um, so Jeff walks in, they move on. He, uh, Larry asks him if he's called his friend about the car yet, and Larry then asks Jeff to confirm whether or not Bridget is beautiful, the way Susie claims, and he agrees that actually she is. Um, Susie's not lying to you about this one. Mm-hmm. And Susie says, you know, you'd be lucky to even have a chance with her. So Jeff calls Greg, the mechanic. He puts him on the uh, speakerphone. And Greg tells Larry, you know, I've heard so many great things about you. Jeff talks about you all the time. And Larry's like, I'm very surprised why Jeff has been keeping us apart for so long. And Greg tells Larry to bring the car to him immediately. I'll take a look at it and we'll have it ready for you in a couple of days. Um, you know, anything for a friend of Jeff. And like Larry's like, wow, that's amazing. I can't believe how quick that's going to be. This is such a great hookup. Um, I definitely don't want to ruin this by saying something <laughs> uh, super inappropriate. Yeah. Um, so once again, he asks Susie for the picture, and Susie refuses, telling him she's not only beautiful on the outside, she has a beautiful soul and beautiful on the inside as well. And Larry's like, eh, I'm not really interested in that. I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> outer beauty is kind of my jam. Um, so, yep. Yeah, so uh, he heads out. He goes over to Greg's body, body shop. And he asks to see Greg, and the guy's like, hey, I'm Greg. And Larry's like, oh, you're black. And Greg's like, yeah, is there an issue with that? And Larry's like, no, like, not a problem. I'm just surprised because, like, Jeff didn't say that you're black. And the guy's like, why does it matter? Why would you have to say that I'm black? He's like, well, you know, like, you know, white people, they usually like to show off when they have a black friend. So I was just surprised that Jeff Jeff didn't uh, want to mention the fact that you were a black guy. Now that's almost and... a semi little bit of a save by Larry. Try and blame it on Jeff. Right, right, right. Which is unusual. Right. He, he, usually Larry has a rightful way to explain it's someone else's fault, but he takes the blame himself. Here he almost does the reverse, but then he sort of fails. Yeah, and, and he's not only like trying to reverse like the blame, he's also trying to reverse it to like, 
I'm not racist. Like I'm like super woke. Like, like, you know, like, you know, white people, you know how white people are. Like they meet one black guy and they have to pretend that like they have black friends. Like he's like trying to like go like so far in the other direction almost. Well, but it is, Um, but it's, you know, it's not, but it is highlighting like a racial gap in a very awkward way. Oh, it still is. I don't think any, I don't think you say that to a black person. They feel compliments at all is my point. (laughs) Well, no, but he's almost like he's putting down white people as being like vain and opportunist um, and saying like, oh, I just assumed that he was black. Like, you know, Jeff, the white guy was trying to like gain social status out of that. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah. Um, So Larry, uh, Larry realizes that he's uh, stepped in it and he Mm. starts apologizing to Greg like, oh, you know, like, I'm really sorry. Uh, Greg is like not having it. And, you know, he's like, well, like, what's the deal with the car? And he explains the fender has a problem. He's like, yeah, that's not a fender. That's a bumper. (laughs) And Larry's like, okay, so like, when will the car be ready? And Greg's like, oh, I mean, we'll see. We'll call you. Um, And Larry's like, oh, well, like an estimate, like, you know, a day, two days. He's like, we'll call you. Uh, clearly he's, uh, fallen out of favor with Greg. The, uh, sweetheart, uh, expedited service is not happening anymore. And unfortunately they also don't have any loaners or if they do, they're certainly not giving one to Larry yeah. because of his, uh, racial ins- insensitivities and, uh, Larry has no choice but to call an Uber. Hmm. And we've never seen Larry take so, an Uber before. I'm almost surprised he has the app on his phone. Um, yeah, maybe he downloaded it just for the purpose. Uh, hmm. but yeah, he'll, uh, he'll certainly make uh, great use of Ubers in this episode. Yes. Um, I would say that's like the defining, uh, yeah, instead of namaste, like it should have been called like the Uber, Uber rating, or the Uber driver or something or like the Uber rating. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I feel like that's more central to what this episode is about than the, uh, namaste. The namaste doesn't even like, it's not even relevant. Like it could have been like any reason why he fell out of favor with Yogi Tina at the beginning. Like it's not. It's not even like it doesn't really like come back in any sort of a significant way. Yeah, maybe it's a nod to Lost. Like, right? Like, there isn't like a situation <laughs> later where like he I wants someone to say Namaste or something. Like, you know, yeah. that's that's usually what Curb does with these types of things. Yeah. But uh, whatever. Namaste, Namaste, I'm Namaste. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. He has to like say Namaste to get in somewhere, but like he won't do it. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, we're in the Uber. Larry is ha- is you know making small talk with the Uber driver, and he says, you know, hey, where uh, where are you from? The guy's like, oh, I'm from Romania. Um, and he tells the Uber driver, like, yeah, you know, I just had this argument with my friend, and she claims that you know on the Uber scale, I'm a I'm a two out of five. What do you think? And he's like, well, you know, if you- I'm an honest person, so if you want to be honest, I'm gonna tell you you're a two. And Larry's like, you're out of your mind. I'm not a two. I'm a four. And Uber driver's like, what are you, crazy? You're not a four. Like, listen, I'm honest with myself. I'm a three. I realize, you know, I'm, I have an average face. I'm a, I'm an Uber driver. I'm a three. You should be lucky to be a two. Now, hold on a second. Here's where I think that the uh, Romanian makes a wrong turn. Because if you're taking into account, like, your income and your profession and all that, which is what he implies when talking about himself, well, then Larry is maybe a four or even a five, right? Well, he doesn't know that. Yeah, but I think Larry was specifically saying only on looks. And that's the premise right. of the argument. Yeah. Um, and by the way, this Romanian is selling himself short. I would say he's a four. He's a good looking guy. Yeah, well, he's on TV. So how bad looking? Well, is actually, you know who he really looks like? Uh, he gives me Rob Sesternino vibes. It does. He? Okay, that's not terrible. Yeah, that's not terrible. Um, I guess I'm calling yeah. Rob a four, too. Um, I guess so. If he was uh, but he's driver. an Uber, but he's an Uber driver. He's right? a so podcaster, he goes down, he goes so he fortifies. Yeah. <laughs> he goes. He goes down to a one. Yeah, as a podcaster. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
I once saw a great New Yorker cartoon that was like uh, it was a guy driving a taxi, and he says, "In my old country, I was a taxi dispatcher." Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. The um the per- the person who was in charge of the the mail room in my building in Riverdale was literally the mayor of her town in uh, like Eastern Europe before she came over. Mm. Um, so yeah, funny uh, funny cliche making fun of there. Um, Larry uh, Larry starts getting really pissed at him. <laughs> he's like he's like right. I'm not. I'm, it's not only that you're bad. He starts taking out on, on an entire country of people. Yeah. He says Romania has to be one of the ugliest countries in the world. <laughs> Yeah, now, but hold on. If if Larry is correct that the Uber driver has seen all he's seen his entire life for unattractive people, that would help Larry's rating, not hurt it, right? Relatively speaking, he'd be better looking if, in fact, the Romanians are an ugly people. Yeah. Um, uh, their behavior yeah. was ugly in World War II, that's for sure. But so were many others. Yeah, well, there's a lot of blame to go around. Yeah. Um, yeah. Romania's probably pretty far down the list. Yeah. Well, they got 400,000 dead Jews, so. Four hundred thousand. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Others have. Yeah, that's a numbers. lot. Yeah. That's a lot. No, that's a lot. No, that's, no, that's a lot. A, that's higher a lot than I would have thought. Yeah. Because it's like a, it's a relatively small country, you know. It was a totally. So there were like eight hundred. I mean, I don't know if we have to get down this. There was like eight hundred thousand Jews in Romania before the war, and it was not like hungry. Hungry. Like nobody was was like deported to Auschwitz. Uh-huh. Romania, they just themselves killed half of their Jews. Oh, well, that's much more efficient. So it was sort of a it was sort of a simultaneous separate Holocaust. Uh-huh. All right. They, uh, yeah. Um, so on that, on yeah. that note. <laughs> on that note, um the Uber so the Uber driver is like, What are you talking about? The you go you go to Romanian beaches, you'll see some of the most beautiful women on earth. You're you're very getting very confused between the lowland women and the mountain women. Oh, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Larry's phone rings, and it's uh, on the other line, side of the phone is Justin Brown, who is the guy who's uh, Larry hit his car with, yeah. and, or he hit his car with it with his mm. own car. Um, this, of course, is I can't remember his name. What's his something? Mark Evan Jackson. Mark Evan Jackson. Yeah, another yeah, guy from he, Parks and Rec. Uh, and the good place. He was like the head of the bad place. Yeah, right? and, place. and Brooklyn Nine Nine. I think obviously Michael Shore has a he's a Michael Shore favorite. Yeah, I, I really like this guy. He's always yeah. like very like deadpanny, but yeah. he has just like this great voice. And, like he, he plays funny. evil very well. Well, Justin yeah. Brown like a... is a complete fucking asshole. He calls Larry a garbage <laughs> person as a reward for Larry having left him out out of nowhere. I mean, he's immediately going sixty miles an hour. <laughs> right. He's right. He's like you know leaving a note is like the minimum. Yeah. Now, uh, I mean, which is not true. Many people yeah. will just drive away. No, I mean, what you should do, I mean, if you literally see the person walking towards their car right then, yeah, you should wait for them. But you don't have to wait around all day. Like, you're leaving a note, you're giving your number, you're saying, I'm responsible. Like, you're doing the 100% right thing. Yeah, and, like, from the other person's perspective, like, there isn't such a big difference between persons sticking around or giving you his well, contact you have to call somebody, you got to meet up with them again. Yeah, you just take care of it. At right, the you have to call somebody. Yeah. Exactly. That's all you have to yeah. do. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you don't necessarily have to meet up with them again. Like, you could easily resolve it over the phone, like, or by email. Like, you don't need to, like, communicate in person to resolve a fender bender. Yeah, I guess so. Like, you're going to exchange information, and maybe you're going to go through insurance. So, like, you'll have to, like, email each other your insurance card, and then, like, whatever, it gets taken care of. Like, you don't need to do anything. Yeah. Justin's crazy. Um, so, you know, a real man would have stayed there to resolve the situation. He's a garbage person. And Larry tells him, you know, I'll send you information. Come over to my house. Get, you know, get your estimate. Get it fixed. You know, not a problem. We'll take, we'll take care of it. 
Um, he then asks, he tells the driver that it's very hot in the back. Um, and can you please turn down the heat? And the guy refuses. <laughs> it's a very, a very rude request. <laughs> All right. So we are going to head to um, dinner with uh, Larry and this date. And let's see how that's going to oh, go. Oh, that's our first clip? I mean, it's my fault. I didn't ask for clips. Because we. I think we just had the two best scenes of the episode. Oh, you should ask for clips. Yeah, I, I love the cab driver, and I love the, the right. Tina interaction. I could say I consider the cab driver, but then I just yeah. didn't. Um, but yeah, this is going to be our first uh, our first scene. Jeff and a few other guys most weekends at the at the country club. Oh, that's no sound, cute. right? No, I hear it. Country Lord club. Oh, okay. Hot sound. All right, so isn't I don't... that what it is though? That's to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> what do you call yeah. it? You try to like make it seem yeah. less fancy. Oh, the, uh, yeah, the golf course. Yeah, yeah. The, the right. playground. Yeah. I meet some of my friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> very funny. <laughs> yeah, kind of funny. Oh wow! wow. Yeah, I think we're having a kind of a good date here, don't you think? I told Susie, yeah. and boy, did she try to talk me out of it. But she's not a. Not a big fan of mine. I think the <laughs> nicest thing she called you was quirky. All she told me about you was you're an NBC censor. Yes, I see a lot of dirty words. <laughs> I'll bet. It's amazing what you know they try to get away with. Yeah, like like what? They try to get the penises in and the pussy, wet pussy, tight pussy, hot pussy, you know, cock, balls, tits, you know. And after a while, at the end of the day, I just I just give it to them. You know, I can't fight off the penis forever. Just let it in. Yeah. Let it just slip right in. <laughs> okay. What a fantastic date. Not- no, that date seems to be going very well. <laughs> very well. Yeah. I mean, we, you could get a girl to talk like that on the first date. Things are probably going in a good direction. Yes. <laughs> um, when, so do you when, think that- when do they talk about how she holds her fork and that stuff? Is that later? That's later. Um, Do you you think that this is the uh, NBC censor that was trying to shut down the contest? Mm. Well, no, because I think they mentioned that in their on their date. Yeah, probably. Um, Mm. The nicest word that uh, Susie said about her was quirky. Mm. Yeah. Now, what shows are these that are NBC where they're trying to sneak in pussy? (laughs) I don't know because she this woman doesn't let him in. Except eventually she does let him. So she she lets him slip in. So I don't know. Yeah, because like penis they probably shows. let them slip. Yeah, penis wet is pussy like a, type you could pussy. Say on NBC. That's that's a lot. Yeah, of I don't think you could say wet pussy on NBC. Penis, yeah. I think you could say. Yeah, <laughs> I love when Larry, Larry just like gulps his wine because like he just like is like so thrown off. Yes. Um, um it, it's the fam. It's the Family Guy um clip where they're like, and now the Bleep Band Bleep show starring Bleep Band Bleep. Um, right, Dick Dyke. Yeah, I, all right, got it. Yeah, I listened to um, there was an episode of The Daily where mm-hmm. they were talking about the whole Joe Rogan controversy, and they uh, they played the the uh, the compilation video, but they just like bleeped everything out, so it was just like 30 seconds of bleeps. I'm like, what are you even doing here? Like, this is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when he had like some like quack about COVID, or where he was like saying racist stuff, you're saying. No, it's like somebody went and found every instance in the last however many years that Joe Rogan has used the N word in all, all sorts of different contexts, and okay. just like and just like made a compilation of just like him of, saying of, it of over him and over saying over that again. word over and over again. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, but then the daily to be like, oh, let's we're gonna play the compilation video. They play but the we, compilation yeah. video, except they have to just keep bleeping out every, yeah. literally every half a second. I'm like, this is very stupid. Like, well, but I think just, it like, makes the point what it is. of the 
I think it's just the, the sort of the, the total, you know, I think that makes the point, but yeah. I thought it was very stupid and hilarious, but I, mm. I, could, I guess there's another side. Well, <laughs> well Louis, Louis C.K., of course, has the whole thing about how he, you know, if you're getting someone to think right. the word, then you know, what's the difference? Yeah, you're making right. them the, say the word. The phrase, you. the N-word, is worse yes. than the actual word because yeah. now you're putting it into the other person's head. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you, I, uh, I encourage you to just say the word enough. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think Louis C.K. is wrong on this one. Yeah. <laughs> That has been uh, what I've been told. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we got He's Lauren been Graham. In a few lately. Yeah. This yeah. is um, her first and what's going to be a three uh, episode arc for Lauren Graham. Um, I would say she's most famous for playing the role of uh, Lorelai on Gilmore Girls. Yes. Um, my children know her from playing uh, Coach Alex on Mighty Ducks Game Changers, which we all watched oh. together earlier mm-hmm. this year. Um, which was my, uh, I think it was my second low- lowest ranked TV show of 2021. It was not good at all. Um, which shouldn't be all that surprising. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know that she, I, I don't really associate her with anything else, which is surprising because she had such a prominent role. Well, she was on Seinfeld. Show. Who was she on Seinfeld? She plays a girlfriend on Seinfeld. Doesn't she? I'm pretty sure she does. She plays the one in the Jerome episode. She plays the, the daughter of Valerie. The, yeah. Valerie in the Millennium. Yeah, uh, she like her her stepmom, you know, puts J- Jerome higher up on the speed dial. Oh, uh, right, 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 right. Yeah, got it. Okay. Um, she also was on Family Guy, playing Mother Maggie. Mm. Let's see what else. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. She's not really in a bunch of stuff. Um, you would think she would have had a more successful career post Building the World Girls, but alas. Um. So yeah. So. The two of them head home. Um, they're like, you know, recapping the date. Larry seems to be in prime position. Um, they're having a uh, Nina-esque uh, chemistry where with no awkward pauses, just a smooth flowing conversation. And they even do like a little role play of like kind of like the post-date breakdown call between Larry and his friend. Bridget played the role of Larry's friend and asking how the date was. And Larry tells her, oh, I really liked her. I was a little smitten. Um, I find her, she's so pretty, even, and I love that she wears glasses. Uh, but you know, there are a couple of things that aren't great. She holds her silverware like a pencil. I don't think I've ever seen that before. That was really weird. Um, she's always, uh, has her window open, letting all this horrible air inside. <laughs> and, uh, he then uh, lets her know that he'd like to, um, see where this can go, uh, goes in for the kiss and starts leading in. And as he's about to, uh, plant those lips on each other here, uh, very loud son comes uh, marching down the stairs and she, he's like, why are you going out with this, this guy? And like starts making fun of his shiny head. And Bridget tells Eddie to go into the kitchen and get a snack. And uh, he tells, he lets her know that he'll be having a donut. Yes. <laughs> um, is it better if you have a bald head? Do you want the shininess or do you not want the shininess? Like, cause I think guys like um, rub stuff in there to make it extra shiny. Interesting. I would think the shininess would call extra attention to it. It's like you want to just like lay low. Maybe nice they won't even notice. And, yeah, so you want you want the matte look, you're saying, not the gloss. Yeah, look. maybe they won't even. Yeah, I, I go, you know, dark. Yeah, they they mm. don't even look in direct. Like, you know, the the glistening is going to be like, it's just going to, to like attract a person to like, look at your head. Like they might not even notice to look at other people in the room. Maybe you're proud of your Well, but Larry's clearly not proud of his head. So. Yeah, very, very not proud. Yeah. Uh, so then Larry starts narrating, and then her son came down and insulted me, and that was the end of the night, pretty much. And she's very apologetic. She explained that her son has Asperger's, and I was like, oh, okay, Asperger's, I get it. 
Um, and she's like, well, you know, I got to go deal with uh, my son now and uh, tells Larry to show himself out. Mm-hmm. So Larry heads back over to Jeff and Susie's house. And Larry is like very upset at Jeff. He's like, why didn't you tell me that the mechanic was black? And Jeff's like, why would I tell you he's black? Like, what are you talking about? Who cares? And Larry explains the whole situation of what he said at the mechanics at the body shop. And like, Jeff's like, I can't believe you said that. Like, what's wrong with you? Are you crazy? And he's like, well, I was just surprised because he didn't sound black on the phone. And Larry goes uh, goes looking for Susie. He goes upstairs and, and hold on. And he, he says, really, like walks into. You know bed. what I'm talking about. And then Jeff says, "I do know what he's talking about." Which I love. <laughs> yeah. uh, he like literally like walks into like Susie's bedroom, which is yes. insane. Yeah, it's a risky move. <laughs> now I have yeah. when 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 my kids have friends over for playdates, they feel totally free to walk these random strangers into our bedroom all the time. Do your kids do that? Oh, well, they're children. They're children. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I'm like, we, what are you um, doing? Like this room is not for like your friends. Especially yeah. like when I'm we, sitting I mean, in bed, like not dressed. Um, yeah, I mean, we've had to like enforce um, like no going upstairs at like Shabbat meals because like it just like gets crazy up there. And like we're just like, let's contain like do whatever you want to the basement, like literally destroy it, burn it to the ground. That's fine. Just like yeah. don't go upstairs. Like we don't want to clean if up. If you the have the basement. Yeah, that's the perfect thing. Unfortunately, we don't have that basement. Our basement isn't finished. So, yeah, but like, you know how it is. Like, you know, these people, they come over for like five hours sometimes. It's like yeah, there's yeah. no way that you can like supervise for that long. Eventually, they're going everywhere. Yeah, yeah. The, the house is completely free for all. Which is why we all went to your house uh, uh, to eat cookies this week. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, it turned out okay. We the, the damage was contained. So let's mm. keep it like that. So yeah. let's say it like that. It was, you know, um, you I ate one a lot of the stuff for uh, to, for your daughter. I do have extra keep. I have a Pacers keep. I'm gonna, gonna get great use of that. Of that. Yeah. <laughs> if you look carefully, it's it's some random kids bar mitzvah just ripped off of the Pacers logo. Yeah, I know. I figured. Yeah, that's yeah. Been, it's been a very common uh, thing I've seen. I have a I have a Mets one that I got uh, that I stole from a bar mitzvah that was in my shul. They were giving them out, and I was like, "Oh, Mets!" <laughs> but like, it's really just like the kid's name with the Mets logo. But it's, it looks like a Mets uh, keeper from afar. Um, so yeah, so um, they you know Susie starts like yelling at him, "What are you doing upstairs in my private boudoir?" boudoir. What is even the word boudoir? Boudoir. Yeah, you're not a boudoir, boudoir. user. Yeah, I don't use that word. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, they start getting to this back and forth about the relationship uh, from Leave It to Beaver between Mrs. Cleaver and Eddie Haskell and uh, the nature of that relationship and why it's the same as this relationship or different from that relationship. And Larry insists that he should have uh, Eddie Haskell privileges in the uh, green home. Now, did, did you even know that these were Leave It to Beaver references? I had to like Google it to find what the hell they were talking about. Um, I knew Cleaver was for Mrs. was from Leave It to Beaver, but okay, otherwise yeah, I had no idea what the they were talking about. Yeah. yeah, they Larry, really go on. Larry is so old. And so on with it. Like this is a very long reference. Is this what our like grandkids <laughs> will think when we're still talking uh, about Seinfeld? No, Seinfeld was gonna be very successful and important. Okay. <laughs> um he asks her are there, are there why didn't you tell me that is there a Leave it to Beaver podcast? Should we do a Leave, well, it, Leave it to Beaver chat, podcast after this? Um, I'm going to say no. Well, if we if we do a podcast, then there'll probably be a group chat. I think Olin and Jim should do one, and I'll join the group chat. Okay, yes. Olin and Jim do a Leave it to Beaver podcast, and yeah, we'll listen to it, and we'll be in your group chat. That like, sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Um, we're going to be hearing from Olin later on in the podcast, a little spoiler alert. Oh, nice. Um, and yeah, so Larry's like, why didn't you tell me that Eddie had, you know, her son has Asperger's and she's like, why did why was that something that I needed to say? Like, you're lucky that I set you up at all with her. And yeah, she's completely right here. Like, you don't like 
set somebody up and be like, and by the way, her son has Asperger's. Like, yeah, but you should tell like, them if they know, have a kid, though. I think. Yeah. Yes. If they yeah. have a kid, you should say yeah. you don't have to like go through like whatever like yeah every diagnosis. Yeah, like, exactly. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. This one is a little clingy. Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this one is in speech therapy. Like, no, they have kids. This is how many kids they have. This is what you're getting into. After that, like, make your own judgments about, like, who has what. Um, and, you know, he tells her that, you know, I really enjoyed the dates. Um, did she say anything about the dates? And Susie's report is a little bit less glowing. Um, he explains, you know, probably, you know, it's because of what happened where, you know, her son cock blocked me at the end of the night. Mm. Um, and she tells him to get the hell out of here. And he's like, well, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm waiting for my Uber. The drivers are refusing to come. I don't know what's going on. No one wants to pick me up. Uh, but she's not, he doesn't care. She throws him out. And he's standing outside waiting for the driver who comes in a very, like, small, weird-looking car. And he finds out that he's rated only one star on Uber. So I guess this was the first Uber that he took. So I guess it, li- it literally was. So like, Yeah. Maybe he it, downloaded it, it, I, I thought that when I asked earlier, he couldn't have done it very often because then his rating wouldn't be so affected by one rating. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the guy, Larry's shocked. He's like, I should be a five. And the guy's like, well, you might think you're a five, but you're a one. <laughs> And Larry tells him, it's like, oh, it's that Romanian driver. He must have rated me one, and that's why I have a one rating. But, you know, as you said, if you had literally any other rating, it would be higher than one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this could be his first time. First, oh, or uh, or he's rodeo. just he's acted like Larry every single time. <laughs> right. Right. He, at, at all previous Ubers, he was also in character as Larry David. Yeah. It's a miracle he got picked up that many times. <laughs> yes. Um, have you ever checked okay, your own so Uber now- rating? Remember there was a way uh, you could I'm, do it? I'm sh- I'm sh- I think it's very straightforward to do that. So at least, and I, I barely go on Ubers anymore, but back when I was going to Uber more, it wasn't straightforward <coughs> to do it as a user. You had to request it, and then they would send it to you. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. Now my rating is four. Yeah, 4.76. Hmm. Oh, that's very good. Is it? I don't even know. Better than a one. Uh, yes. Better yeah. If you if you just like click on your profile, it's yeah. But I'm saying, it shows but it, you your name and then your. No, rating. but I'm saying, but it didn't used to be like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. believe. Just, but right, now it's see. very easy. What's my overrating? Ooh, only a four five three. Yeah, well, I'm much better than you. Yeah, well, that's actually surprisingly high considering that like most of the times that I've ordered an Uber, it's ended like it's ended with vomit in the Ubers. <laughs> <laughs> most of the time, <laughs> when we before before we moved here. From 2013 to 2017, 100%, this is not an exaggeration, 100% of the times that we took Ubers to go to the airport, we vomited in the, uh, one of our kids vomited in the Uber. 100% of the time, <laughs> such that we would bring bags and everything and we try and keep it limited to the car seat. It just became a standard thing that every single time I would just give the Uber uh, guy a $100 cash tip. Because even if you don't oh, get vomited... So then, why, then you should have... A- then you should have a perfect rating. No, because you vomit in. The, well, first of all, it took me several times to learn that. Number one, but number uh, two, um, because even if you do that, there's still a lot of commission for like a couple hours. It go like it still leaves right. a smell, even if it's not like it's uh-huh. a real imposition. Don't vomit in the Ubers, people. Um, but yeah, Fine. My, I agree. Don't vomit. My kids would do it every time, um, and then the other time we would get cars would be we'd go for Shabbat. Like the year before we moved to where we moved, we went every weekend to another place for Shabbat, to every single different neighborhood, to every single different synagogue to check it out. 
And we'd always arrive on Friday afternoon with one of my kids having just vomited. And like a lot of the time it's our friends and it's like, oh, great to see you, by the way. We need like you know, the laundry ASAP. And a, but then sometimes it was like strangers and communities where we didn't know that many people. And our, we're meeting people at like 20 minutes before like Shabbat is starting with a kid covered in vomit. <laughs> not great. We, want, we, we once went to visit a friend of the podcast, Amir, for Shabbat. Mm-hmm. And um, this is now probably like three or four years ago. So my uh, my youngest was like a baby still. And we uh, we arrived at their house and discovered that she had vomited like all over herself in the car seat. Like we didn't even notice. Oh, and she didn't like cry or go nuts. Wow. What a- no, she's like, well, yeah, you know, you, you met her. She's very like shy and quiet. So like she kind of just like keeps herself. Wow. She didn't, like she didn't make a big deal out of it all. It was shocking. So we get there and then and then our my older daughter started getting like queasy from noticing the vomit and she walked like she walked into their house and as soon as she crosses the threshold (laughs) vomits all over their foyer (laughs) that's great yeah like literally like it was like she like walked right over like (laughs) into the doorway and like like a movie yeah exactly (laughs) you should have turned around and got home (laughs) yeah we considered it well my time Um, is up You've been great. <laughs> You've been great. Yeah. Um, okay, so Larry's going to head home, um, and uh, we're going to go to the clip again. And uh, Larry's going to feel like something is amiss as soon as he walks in the front door. His glasses fog up. <laughs> Now, this goes all the way back to with um, Leon's sister, Loretta. Right? She also loved it. Huh? But not 92, 92 huh? Dan Ryan was 92 degrees. Yeah, 92. I think he said 86 was his go to back then. Yogi Tina. Like that shit hot. That's not for fucking, though. For fucking, you, have, you gotta knock it up to 92. What are you doing in my house? I'm in here fucking at 92 degrees. That's what? What? <laughs> Why are you having sex in my house? You, 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 got, you, you got a guest house back there. I can't fuck. Huh? At 92 degrees in my room because my room won't get hot enough. Okay, well, you, here. well you already did it, right? Now get out. No, I did part one. I didn't do part two or three yet. Okay, <laughs> there's not going to be a part two or three. Okay? Oh, there's always a part two no, or three. No, 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 no. I'm going to sit here and leave her at fucking part one. Well, why is it 92 degrees? She's a yoga instructor. She likes hot yoga. See, oh, so she good. likes hot sex and hot yoga. Is that That's it? That's right. That's the fuck she does. I want you out of the house. I don't want some post sex guy walking around my house, okay? Now get out. First of all, there's nothing wrong with people having the scent of, of, of fuck on their body. I don't like the scent of fuck, okay? Sue me. I don't like fuck scent. All right, look, uh, some guy named Greg called for you. He said your car's going to be ready in three weeks. Three weeks? Stay on the phone, he said a couple of days. Oh, wow. But th- did he sound like he was ticked off? No, he just sounded like some random black dude who's calling about your car. <laughs> Do you know he's black? I know how black people sound. You could tell that guy was black? Fuck yeah, instantly. Wow. Three words, bam. Jews I could tell within like a minute, man or woman. Of course, because you're Jewish. You, you, you give me two minutes and I could tell you if they're reform or conservative. Mm. Uh-oh, <laughs> somebody recuperated. Oh, well, well, well. Look who's here. Hello, Larry. How's the temperature? Is it to your liking? The optimal temperature for climax. Oh, is it? <laughs> is it? You are going to have to leave. Such hospitality. Feels good? Namaste. Okay, now get the fuck out. I'm still gonna know I'm gonna stick it in her. Tell you that. Hold on, hold on. Let me talk to you real quick. She's not interested in part two or three. 
Maybe they're taking part two or part three on the road. Yeah. Now, is it even possible to set a thermostat to 92 degrees? I don't think that's possible. <laughs> um, you could probably set it. I don't know if it's getting up there, though. Yeah. An entire house. Um, but I think Larry's probably right. Uh, the scent of fuck, as Leon calls it, probably great on yourself or on your partner, but not so great on your friend. <laughs> In your house. Yeah, I once I once came back from vacation and like I forgot to uh, like do timers or anything and it was like eighty seven like when we got back and like it took like hours to like get but it was eighty seven because like, it was really hot outside and you didn't have the air on. You mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah right. No, okay. we just had it like Yeah. But if you turn a heat, like, it was like so to... hot. Yeah. I mean my 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 top floor, my attic in the wind in the summer gets insanely hot. Yeah. And we put we put air conditioner up there and it did nothing. So we have like, you know, like um, window units in like the bedrooms up there because it's otherwise it gets into the 90s. It's quite, quite hot. Oof. Yeah, they're rough. Not, not possible. Um, OK, so Larry uh, now he's going for his second date with Bridget, um, which now involves Eddie coming, tagging along, which uh, things are already progressing in probably not the best direction that Larry would hope for. And uh, Eddie is very – it's very important to Eddie that there be cheeseburgers with no condiments at the restaurant that they're going to or hmm. he's not going to be happy. Do we have to get into the whole ketchup, mustard, on a, and a hamburger thing or no? Um, I mean we don't have to. I mean I, I eat a hamburger with usually with ketchup. I don't, I don't put mustard on a hot dog, on a, on a hamburger generally. Yeah, because uh, you're a New Yorker though. That's why. Right, I guess. You put, you put mustard on a hamburger? Sure. I put mustard on almost everything. Okay. Almost every sandwich put, is better with mustard. Yeah, so I um I would put before I ever thought of putting mustard on on a hamburger, I would first put ketchup or mayo or barbecue Ugh. sauce, and then maybe mustard. I, but I don't really know the scenario where that would happen. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not a, I put mayo on nothing also. So, oh no, I like I love mayo. Yeah, in, in England they like use mayo the way we use ketchup for like French fries, which almost makes me want to right, like, right. switch rooting interests in World War II. It's so disgusting. <laughs> no, mayo is great. Or like you know, especially these days, you have so many different like you know the garlic mayo and the, all the different stuff. It's great. If they stuff. can change it enough, that I don't know it's mayo, then it's fine. All right. Um. So yeah. So Larry, um, th- this is probably the the least realistic thing that happens in all of Curb is that Larry recognizes his Uber driver like the next day, right? Like nobody has ever seen a former Uber driver again in their entire life. Yeah, but Los Angeles, we know, is a small town. There's right, only there's only one. one Uber driver. Yeah, well, there's like three. Well, we but... know there's later at least there's at least two. Yeah, but yeah, um, you, you'll never see the same yeah, Uber so, driver ever again. Yeah, so Larry goes over to him and it's like, "Why do you only give me one star?" And the guy's like, "Because you were extremely rude. You um, you asked me to turn down, the, turn up the heat, turn down the heat, which is not rude, but fine. Uh, but you did insult Romanian women and my entire culture and <laughs> yeah. my and my country." Um, and I, you know, I would actually like to show you some pictures of Romanian women so you could see how beautiful they are. <laughs> and uh, if he can, uh, can you, you know, can you please just change my rating? Because I'm actually like using Ubers now. This is becoming like very problematic yeah. that like I have a low rating. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, sure. No problem. Let me just like take out my phone and I'm going to just start doing some programming here. <laughs> yeah. And I'll change the algorithm. So that way your rating will go higher. And uh, Larry realizes that he's uh, he's messing with him. And so I think I think it is further evidence rating. that Larry's very inexperienced in the Uber in the Uber world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Larry threatens to lower the rate, the five rating that he gave him down to a zero, and the guy just laughs in his face because Uber ratings are final. There's nothing you can yes. do. Yes, and also lowest is it's, a one. It's permanent. Right? 
It goes on your permanent record. Uh, right. You also can't go to zero. That's true. Um, and like he sees that, like the guy is like writing something on his phone. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm warning all the other Uber drivers <laughs> to like look out for you. <laughs> and Larry tells him that, you know what my biggest regret in life is? When, early, when earlier you asked me, you know, this hypothetical about dating your sister and the, you know, corresponding Uber rating, I regret that I even considered it because there's no scenario under which I would ever date your sister for any amount of stars because she's an ugly Romanian girl, essentially. <laughs> And the uh, the driver gets so angry that he uh, jumps out of the car, and starts chasing Larry away. As one does. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. So we head back over to Larry's house, and Larry is telling Jeff, "You know, I don't think Eddie has Aspergers. I think he's just an asshole." <laughs> and Jeff's like, "You know, that might be right because I've known a lot of people with Aspergers, and they've all been delightful." Um, I think I'm actually going to start letting people know that you have Asperger's because it actually probably explains a lot of your behavior better than the alternative. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Susie comes in. Uh, she has some drinks. She asks Larry why it's so hot. He explains that the uh, heating guy is here to fix the house. Uh, that's why we're hanging outside until that gets resolved. I guess uh, Leon has broken the thermostat. And he asks Susie again, so like, seriously, what does Bridget think of me? And she tells him that Bridget thinks he's terrific. And Larry says, I, you know, I do really like Bridget. I just can't stand her prick son, Eddie. <laughs> and Susie's like, you know, you just like don't understand the situation with women with children. You've never had any. Uh, maybe you should go raise a foster child just to see what it's like. And Larry just gives like what is probably like just like the biggest, hardiest laugh I've ever seen him do on this show. <laughs> he just like laughs and he laughs and he laughs. Yeah. And this is I he told him you did it. And I laughed and I laughed. <laughs> He'll go to the foster pound and pick up a kid. Yeah. So the uh, the AC guy comes outside. And, Will Sasso. Um, yes. And he has, you know, Larry asked him for an update. And uh, as he starts explaining the situation, Larry asks him, are you more of like an AC guy or a heating guy? And the guy's like, I, I like both. You know, they're, you know, they're both, you know, very important. And Larry keeps trying to press him like, well, like, which one do you prefer? And the guy won't say he's like, all right, like, you know, let me give you a Sophie's choice. If you had to save one baby from going to the concentration camps between heating or cooling, which one you choose? And finally, we, you know, left without any option. He says heating. Uh, meanwhile, Larry gets a text message from Bridget telling him Eddie's out. And if you want to come over now, we can. And then she just like does like a bunch of symbols, which I don't think any like adult would communicate this way. Well, I mean, she's been so thirsty for Larry from the beginning. And I don't understand why, like as, as Larry's about to tell Bill, he doesn't take his shirt off during sex, which is kind of like Larry <laughs> well, she doesn't must, know that yet. Larry must be the most unerotic lover in the world. <laughs> well, he has a fatwa. <laughs> I guess it which for a is like for, for we we should probably discuss has really takes a much bigger backseat in this season than I re remembered. Well, listen, there's only three Muslims in Los Angeles, so they're busy, right? No, but it's like this. It was like very heavily showcased in like the first couple episodes, but yeah. it's been like basically not part of the storyline for like three or four episodes now. Is that a good thing or a back. bad thing for you? Um, well, it's, you know, I guess it's like a bad thing in terms of like, structurally, the season doesn't have like this connective tissue. But if the they, if they don't the have it, don't force do. it. Right, right. I mean, it happens to not be the best storyline of the season long storylines that we've seen. So I guess it's probably in the end makes season nine better than it would have been if they 
uh, forced themselves to focus on it. But, you know, it, it's it's probably one of the reasons why, you know, it's one of the weaker seasons is that it has this season long storyline that they kind of ignore for half the season. Yeah. So like it kind of just loses the forward momentum that some other seasons have. But, um, you know, it's fine. It's just it's just interesting and notable. Um, so yeah, so Lowry gets this message and like Susie is just like floored. She doesn't understand what she sees in him. And Larry's like, dude, okay, how long is this job going to be? Are you almost done? He's like, oh, well, actually, you know, it's actually much more complicated than I thought. Um, it's going to be another three days because like, it's actually, I thought it was a heating problem. Turns out it's really like a cooling problem disguised as a heating problem or something. And Larry's like completely exasperated by this because we just sent cooling to the concentration camp. And now, now we have a cooling problem. Um, and, you know, worst of all, you know, you've just completely blown my window to consummate. It's closing. Um, the heater guy's just like, who cares? Just like, tell her to come over here and have sex anyway. And Larry's like, I can't have sex here. It's way too hot. I don't like, I don't like taking my shirt off during sex. It's just going to be miserable. <laughs> and the guy's like, wow, that's crazy. You don't take your shirt off during sex. Like I take off my shirt off just to like kiss. <laughs> and Larry's like, okay, slow down. Like we're getting way too intimate here for like, yeah. people that don't even know, even know each other's names. Is it? Um, I, I think it's like, weird. Uh, let me guess. Bill. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, no, Bob, uh, short name, short name. Yeah. <laughs> Mo. <laughs> I think, like, is uh, what do you think I, is weird? Well, I mean, I think it is weird that Larry doesn't take a shirt off during sex, but it's much, much weirder that Bill talks to Larry about taking his shirt off. <laughs> it's very strange. <laughs> People feel very comfortable around Larry very quickly. Um, yeah, he's disarming. Yeah. Um, okay, so the, the 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 doorbell rings. Leon goes to answer the door, and it's uh, Justin Brown. And he, uh, when he introduces himself, he's like, "Oh, I didn't realize that you were black." And he's very embarrassed. And he tells Leon, "Like, don't worry, don't, you know, don't worry about it. I'll I'll handle the bill." And Larry's like, kind of like he's like hiding behind the AC guy it's as amazing. he's like spying on it. It's so good. And Justin's like, "Well, you know, it was like it was really nice of you to even leave a note," and he, <laughs> he leaves. <laughs> And uh, yeah, Larry, Larry's very impressed. Leon has pulled off one of his miracles once again. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, now we're going to see what's going to happen with uh, Larry's cars. We're going to head back over to the body shop and see what Greg has to say. Hey, Greg. Yeah, um, I just came to apologize for the other day. Thing is that I didn't tell you is that I have Asperger's. You have Asperger's? Ugh. Jeff never mentioned anything. I'm so sorry. Why would he need to? Well, no, no, no. I, he doesn't need to. But you're, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, how bad is it? I mean, how mild or? No, I'm on the uh, I'm on the spectrum. You know, I have no I have no filter. I say whatever comes into my head. I get you know, it. I have trouble making eye contact. I, I filter is bad for water. You know what? Fire. We'll have the car ready for you tomorrow. It's just a ding, free of charge. What? 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 Yeah, again, I apologize yeah. so much. Yeah. Tomorrow. Sorry. He's yeah. Said he's sorry. He's sorry. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. He's, he's really sorry. He's sorry. Yeah. yeah. Car will be ready when? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Free. See you tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah. You need a ride? No, I'm I'm a good driver. I'm a good driver. So he's basically just playing Dustin Hoffman there in Rain Man, right? 
Yeah, I mean, this is one of the worst things that he does, right? Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's terrible. It's it's hilarious, but it's terrible. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's very it's pretty bad. Yeah, pretty 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 bad. I mean, doesn't Larry kind of have kind of have Asperger's or no? He just well, that's what Jeff is is getting at earlier. He's like, you know, oh, I should actually just like you you I should say you have Asperger's. You basically do, or you know, not that that's really what Asperger's is, but you know. And in antisocial behavior that I could explain with a diagnosis that might make people more uh, forgiving of you. My wife basically thinks that every man she meets is Asperger's. She thinks I do. She thinks my brothers <laughs> do. She thinks all of my friends do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all of them. Yes. Um, all right. Well, what, which medical school did you go to? <laughs> I don't know that's how it works. Yeah. yeah. One of the good ones. All right. <laughs> That was a Kramer reference, uh, by the way, for those who missed it. Ah, yes. Yeah. All right. So we uh, we head to um, coffee shop. Larry's chatting about having sex in the hot temperatures with Leon mm. when Bridget texts him again and says, uh, Eddie's not home. We have an hour. Come now. Yeah. And Larry's like, oh, my God, this is it. We got, I got to go. Can I borrow your car? And he's like, nope, you can't borrow my car. It doesn't matter that I've been listing, living in your guest house rent <laughs> yeah. free yeah. for two years. No, you cannot have a car so that you could go have sex for the first time in what's probably months at this point. Yeah. Or, or, or just give him a ride or just let him order a maneuver. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> right. Even that. Um, he uh, he offers for Larry to use the guest house, which he's not interested in having sex in that scum shack where he assumes Leon has probably ejaculated 100,000 times in the last two years, uh, which Leon thinks is great. That means it's broken in and primed and ready to fuck. Yeah. Um, and as you said, he, he even begs Leon, just let me, bo- you know, use your phone to book an Uber. And he's Leon's like, no, I'm not letting you ruin my rating. I know the way that you treat those people. <laughs> and Larry's left with no choice but to take the bus. Yeah. And we know uh, comedy will ensue. Why doesn't Larry say to Leon, listen, I promise I will give them a $500 tip. You know, uh, I calculated it. 100,000 orgasms in the last two years, assuming that he was there every single day. Right. Which I don't even know if like, was he there literally right. every single day? Yeah. What's that like 150 a week? No, a day. Oh, sorry, 150 a day. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to do math quickly in my head. Yeah. 150 it's, a day. So that's, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a lot of ejaculation. I mean, 130, yeah, I don't think that's 137 correct. to be exact. But yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of ejaculation. Yeah. That's probably too many to be true. <laughs> 137 a day. Yeah. That's like every 10 minutes. <laughs> that, that, that's, there you go. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a very exhausting life. Yeah, and it's also it's like you know, we, me and you are in uh, businesses where we where we you know out counting hours and all that. So it's like yeah. you you miss like a day, and it's just like now you gotta yeah. now you gotta ejaculate every five minutes. Yeah. Like you miss a week, and like forget about it. Like you're just like all you're doing is ejaculating. <laughs> but yeah. you know, there are worse things than constantly ejaculating, I guess. But it just seems like a lot of work. <laughs> you have to pause so, yeah, so Larry, to continue the count at least. Um. Right, someone has to keep it. Maybe you hire someone to keep it. <laughs> someone to bill your time for you. So Larry gets on the bus and uh, he uh, sits down next to this lady and like he immediately comments on the fact that it's really weird that she's sitting in the middle seat and she doesn't speak any English and they just start like bickering at each other in like I, I guess she's speaking her language. Larry is speaking gibberish and they're just like yelling at each other. Well, I was what's uh, what what do you think is worse? Larry pretending to have Asperger's or Larry pretending like mocking a foreign language to this Asian lady like to her face? I don't think he's mocking. I think he's just getting like worked up and like just like mimicking her. So, I, I think the oh, Asperger's okay. is a million I mean, times worse. It's a thing that Kramer does often on Seinfeld. It doesn't seem to have bad intent, but Larry to me I thought he was sort of mocking her, but I don't know. 
Yeah, I think he's just like, like frustrated. Yeah. Um, not not that it's a good look, but I don't think he's like um, has bad motives here. Mm. Um, so yeah, so he uh, he asks a nearby passenger, you know, is this where I get off for uh, Olympic and Hauser? And the guy, you know, explains to him like where to get off, and the guy's like, okay, he's like, all right, that's thank you very much. Can you just like give me a heads up like when we're um, coming up to the to the stop? And the guy's like, I'm not your babysitter, which is a humongous dick move. Yeah, I mean, um, I do remember so Larry- like many times, like you know, in like the '90s and the early aughts, like before you really had access to a smartphone, and when you'd be in in unfamiliar places on public transportation, and yeah, you were just basically dependent on people around you, the driver or other passengers, to tell you when to get off and where to go, because yeah. there, like, there was no way to know back then. It was very scary and confusing. Yeah. Um, now there's more. Larry to know, go- Larry's an old man, so you know. Yeah, so Larry gets off the bus because he says, what, "What what was it? Very cold and uh- yeah." Did you see Ron Funches on the bus? Oh, which guy is he? He well, I, I barely recognize him, but he sounds like himself. Uh huh. He's sitting on the opposite side. I mean, his, he he has a, the very recognizable Ron Funches voice. Got it. Yeah. So he uh, he gets off that bus. He gets on a different bus, and he asks the uh, bus driver if he can uh, if she can drive a little bit faster. Maybe ignore some yellow lights. Like they really, you don't need to stop at yellow lights. People stop too much at yellow lights. <laughs> Um, and she's just like, like, sir, please go behind the, uh, the yellow line. You're distracting me. I'm trying to drive here. Uh, the other passengers eventually start like yelling at Larry. They're like, what are you doing, man? Sit down, come over, you know, leave her alone. And Larry tells them to mind their own business. And in this whole, uh, hullabaloo, uh, they get into an accident. The bus crashes into another car and knocks off its mirror. And, uh, she says, well, I gotta stop because I gotta go leave the note. And Larry's like, well, no, don't leave a note. Just get out of here. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, but she's like, I'm not listening to you. You're the reason that I got into the accident. And the other passengers are just like, they fed up with Larry. They decide to uh, kick him off the bus, despite his protestations that he has Asperger's. And the bus driver tells him that if she ever sees him again on her bus, she'll fuck him up. <laughs> now, really, like Larry should have just like gone to like any stranger on the street before he had a bus and be like, hey, I'll give you $50,000 if you drive me to this. Yeah, of address. course. Yeah, he doesn't. Which, um, as I think I as I know, I've mentioned on this podcast before, Larry David in real life was doing. He would just take rides from random people on the streets of New York right, right. Uber, until his uh, daughter told me how to stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we uh, we end this the episode with Larry coming home. Uh, after a long, adventurous day, and he walks into his house, starts heading towards the stairs, and he sees noises coming from upstairs. And he hears a woman say, oh, my God. And he realizes, do I hear a Jew? Mm. And followed by the woman blurting out that she's not going to do that. And uh, the episode ends, I guess, presumably uh, referring to some sort of bio shalokadarka as they yes, say that, that jewish girls are not uh want to do apparently um he, the ending is is kind of weak are we meant to think Very that that's bad. yogi tina or is that another i don't Jewish? think so i think oh. it's a different person my assumption was it's yogi tina and that she's otherwise so now so this is the second week in a row that the episode just ends with a random person with no connection to anything like who? So who? Can- well, the the only the only connection is that he there was earlier he said that he would be able to recognize. No, no, I, I, no, I know. But like last episode, it's like, yeah. oh, who's writing on his car? Oh, it's some neighbor who we know nothing about. Oh, like we hear Larry spotting a Jew. Who's the Jew? We don't know. Some random Jew. Yeah. Way, so there is some. Is she reform? Right. Yeah. He doesn't say that. We don't. Yeah. Maybe that was in the deleted scene. Um, there is um someone credited in 
the episode as Michelle. So I don't know if that is supposed to be Michelle. I don't know. I did not notice anybody else being referred to as Michelle. Oh. Do you, do you, but, do you recognize the, no, the, the character, on, the actor, actor on IMDb as somebody who was in the episode or no? No, it's someone named Nancy Truman. And she doesn't have a picture on her IMDb profile. Oh, okay. So probably not. Yeah. All right, let's get to our ratings. Zav, how do you rate this episode? Um, I, I don't think this is a particularly good episode. Um, I, you know, there, I, I think there's probably some good stuff early on. I think Lauren Graham is great. I think she really, um, does awesome with the guest role that she's given here. I'm excited to see her a couple more times. Um, but I don't know. This episode just was like very disjointed to me. Um, I don't think it was that funny. It's some of it is just like the Uber stuff. I think is just like so dated at this point that maybe, but I kind of feel like it was also dated in 2017. So, like, it just kind of feels very um, hackneyed to me. So I'm going to give this episode a pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, two and a half, a little bit below average. Not terrible, but uh, nothing to write home about. All right. That's actually higher than I thought you were going to go based on that intro. Um, I love this episode. I loved Yogi Tina. Um, I loved the Romanian Rob Sesternino. I, I mean, I, I really loved every, I really enjoyed everything about this episode until the end. And but like last week, it doesn't have a good payoff. It's better than last week's like completely. I mean, completely meaningless shit. But I, I love everything else about it. I'm actually going to bump it up from where I had it coming into the episode just a little bit. I had it as pretty, 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 pretty good three and a half. But I'm going to upgrade it to the full fourth pretty. Um, yeah, I really like this episode. All right, cool. With the rare, uh, the rare instance where uh, yeah, you're you're quite a bit higher than me. Yeah. Oh, come on. Be a come with guy. All right. Uh, who's your come with guy or gal? Um, yeah, I think the come with guy's got to be Leon here. Um, I think he's by far the best part of this episode. He just like dominates the scenes that he's in. Um, the guy is just like picking up yogis, um, fucking them in 92 degrees. Um, you know, what's not to like? Yep. Um, I already said I love Yogi Tina. I love the cab driver. Lauren Graham is Bridget like she is so incredible like the way she laughs off Larry's insult about how she holds her fork like a lot of <laughs> girls can be insulted by that or a lot of people can be insulted and they would sort of ruin the date but she plays it so perfectly in stride um, and I guess you know many times Larry's attempts uh, do not succeed but here it's working perfectly but as you said and I, I'm in complete agreement Leon is hilarious this episode through and through and uh, yeah Leon it's a sweep the come with guy today Mm-hmm. This, and so he's really started to clean up the season because uh, we, yeah. bo- we both nominated him in episode one and then you nominated him again in episode four. And now with all of the, and now we both do it today. He is now tied with Cheryl for the third most uh, pretty, pretty good uh, come with guy points in uh, podcast history. So I assume ahead of him is Jeff and Larry. Yeah. Larry's in first. No, Jeff's in first. Larry's in second. All right. And so, and really, that's like a, an underinflated Larry there because well, obviously, we, yeah. Uh, Larry would be everyone. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we're trying to avoid. You're a fucking asshole. That's what you are. All right, what about the uh, fucking asshole? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say the fucking asshole is the guy in the bus who won't tell Larry where to get off. It's just like, this is like basic, like, civics 101, basic common decency. Like, a guy's on a bus, he's lost, he's old, he's confused. Um, Tell him what's... If you're not going to be on the bus anymore, then say, oh, I'm not going to be on it anymore. But just like, I'm not your babysitter? Like, what, what is that bullshit? Just say, like... It takes no effort to tell the guy 
oh, your boss, your stop is coming up in two stops. Just get ready. Yeah. Now, fucking asshole. I mean, it is also possible the guy was getting off before Larry and didn't want to get. So then he could say that. Yes, but he was a dick about it. Um, a lot of people are assholes in social situations here. I'm surprised that you're going to give it to to that guy for that <laughs> one thing. Um, I'm sorry to say it's going to be Leon for me. He he is the come with guy, but he's also the fucking asshole. He refuses to give Larry a ride. Like Leon, of all people, should understand how wrong it is to prevent your your friend from you know tapping right. that ass. He prevents him from doing so. He won't he won't lend him the car. He won't give him a ride. He won't order him an Uber. I mean, come on, Leon, you're the fucking asshole. Yeah, it's just bad karma. Also, yeah. Bad job. Would you stop with the Ted dance? Who's he? He's somebody. What about me? You're nobody. Why him? Why not me? He's good. You're not. I'm better than him. You're worse. <laughs> much, much worse. All right. So our, our biggest cameo in the episode, of course, is, is Lauren Graham, who uh, does not mm-hmm. play herself, plays a character. So I think it's time for us to jump right into the postman. Um, yeah, we can do that, but um, do we, we have a deleted scene. When do we want to do deleted scene? Should we do oh. that now before Postman? Yeah, let's do the deleted scene right now. Sure. All right. So let's do a deleted scene. I want to know what. What did he say? Stop it. I'll delete it. I'll just delete it. Stop it. Get off me. And maybe at some point we'll go back and watch the, the, the first five deleted scenes that we skipped. No, I'd watch but, them. Uh, yeah. Not today. All right. Let's, uh, let's hit up the deleted scene. Um, how to ride the big blue bus, it's called. Sir, Olympic and Hauser. Uh, I'm supposed to go to. That's uh, right, Funches. Sir, I'm supposed to Ron go to uh, Olympic and Hauser. Oh, so, so the fucking ass. My fucking ass. Olympic and Hauser. So you take the yeah. two on sixteen. Two runs every half an hour. Sixteen every fifteen minutes till five o'clock. Then it doesn't run at all. Now the two runs every fifteen minutes till three o'clock, and then it also stops except for Sunday when yeah. they both do not okay. run. I, I, I didn't get any of that the first on the first. It's one. simple, man. The two yeah. or the sixteen. Two or the sixteen. Yeah. Where where do I get these buses? At the, at the fucking bus stop, man. Where, how'd you get on this bus? At, at a bus stop, and I don't know where the bus stop is. Same option. You just get off this bus, stay there. Oh, stay there. Okay, stay there. Have you never ridden a bus before? No, I have, but not in Los Angeles. Okay. I mean, the rules are pretty much the same <laughs> yeah. all over the country. But... All right, so yeah, you'll tell me where La Cienega is. I'm not your babysitter. Figure it out. This bus is a very cold, unforgiving place. I don't like it one bit. Why are you on a bus? Well, it's a long story. Suffice it to say, sex is involved, <laughs> and uh, let's, let's leave it at that. It's very quiet on that bus. It's not, so not really a deleted scene so much as a... Uh, An extended deleted, scene. Uh, extended scene. That the, the, sand, the, the bread was deleted well, for the... So switch. this is critical. Does this change your opinion on the fucking asshole? Because he gives a lot of information. He really tries to help Larry out. And he just gets exasperated with Larry. It's like, oh, I didn't pick up anything you said. That's true. That's true. So if the deleted scene is canon, his, uh, I would say his standing definitely improves a bit. But that's but, fair. But are you saying, but it's already marked in stone. He is your fucking asshole. It's marked in stone. There's more going back. It's like an Uber. can only go forward. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Like you can only Uber go forward. Rate. Yeah. All right. You already gave yeah. it. Ra- fu- fucking assholes are final. Yes. Okay. All right. Now, All right. Go to the now let's head over. Yeah, head to the postman. Maybe let's share First, the link of the deleted scene in the uh, in our group chat, where where some of our postman senders uh, reside for the next episode. Okay. I'm saying ahead of time. Oh, so look, that, look for the next one ahead of yeah, time. So so if people desire to uh, watch a deleted scene, and it may impact their perspective the way it just did yours. That's true. We don't. We want to have everyone have to have all the information that's available. Yeah. Postman, postman, come here. Tell the neighborhood. What a shanda, Larry. Larry David. Larry, you're a lousy Jew, but you're a lousy human being. He screw 
Shanda! Maybe you should have given me some candy. You're a lousy Jew! First up is uh, Joshua Schmitz, who uh, just said he gives the episode a three pretties out of five. So we'll uh, factor that into our rating. And then we go to Jim Crumley, who says Namaste was another solid outing. Lots of good bits, but less sensible plot. Susie hating on you. Eddie Haskell was awesome. Larry's bit as the Rain Man turning the tables on the mechanic is both evil and fun. The bus stuff was less fun. Three and a half out of five. Come with guys, Leon. He came to yoga. He had sex in the house. He was great. Asshole of the week is the Yogi. She is insane. Uh, she is quite insane. Yeah, we shouldn't sleep on the Yogi as uh, as a fucking asshole. Yeah. All right, we go to see William Blake, who says, Hey, Alex and Av, my name is Will, and you guys aren't a one-star. You're a five. Well, we appreciate that. And uh, this is as good a time as any to remind everyone to head over to the Apple Store and give us a five-star rating and write something nice, and that will uh, make our rating go up because, you know, we don't want to have a one. We want to have a five. Yeah. He says, Freddie Rumson for Mad Men was the bus driver. I want what? the oh I guess the first bus driver the second oh. bus driver was a woman, very clearly a black woman yeah I'm gonna say <laughs> Freddie Robinson really um, goes deep wonder, undercover here I wonder was he drinking on the job come with guy is the Romanian Uber driver he defends his little land sister of the plains and helps yes. the world avoid Uber rides with Larry David uh, fucking although asshole he, is although he is riders. as biased against the hill women as Larry is against all Romanians <laughs> yes he says the, the fucking assholes are the bus riders who threw someone with Asperger's out of a bus quite shameful <laughs> he gives yeah. the episode three and a half breeze out of five a solid episode with a good ending especially compared to last week's car wash shenanigans oh so he likes the ending ah um yeah he says okay next we go to zach brooks who says the episode was just uninteresting i guess the turn of larry claiming asperger's is funny ish but not enough for a whole episode the other bits felt like jokes we've seen in another episode like the fender brother not participating in a group activity fucking asshole is leon for changing larry's radio which for some reason deactivated his backup cam not a good representation of the bmw safety features he also turned the thermostat way up come with guys greg the mechanic he seemed like a nice dude and Zach gives the episode two pretties out of five. And finally, we go to Olin Allen. But before we do, Olin actually has a uh, an audio clip that he sent in as a follow-up on last week's Postman. So we'll play that before we head into this week's. I fucked up. I fucked up. <laughs> so on the last pretty, pretty, pretty good podcast, I wrote in giving a review of what I said was Marriage Italian Style, the film that Leon watched three times. The review of the film I gave and the clip from which Leon sent to Larry while he was in the dressing room is actually from yesterday, today and tomorrow. So that was my five-star review for that Sophia Lolen film. Marriage Italian Style... Leon saw it three times. I'm a bit surprised. It's not uh, Sophia Loren at her most exotic, though still very attractive. A uh, bit more gritty and grimy. Three and a half pretties for me. So, yeah. For my sins, I guess I'm going to have to uh, dig deeper and become a more intensive studier of the works of Sophia Loren. All right. Yeah. Um... Shame on Olin for uh, getting that very simple, easy <laughs> fact of truth that we all knew. Did he? Um, yeah, did I mean, Olin? Did Olin text you any Sophia Loren videos? 
no. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's yeah. He's really a fucking asshole. He didn't even yeah. send me any good stuff. Yeah. If he does, though, um, yeah, pl- play them with audio high, no matter where you are. Yeah, and um, yeah, this this should be covered more on the uh, Leave It to Beaver podcast, I think. <laughs> uh, okay, getting to this week, Olin says, a nice, enjoyable episode that breezed by, some good moments, but just never hit the sweet spot for me. Anyway, the closest I came to being thrown off a bus was for standing up well back from the yellow line in the middle of a busy bus, minding my own business, a bit tired, but apparently my sporadic yawning was the center of attention of the bus driver. Not sure why he was so focused on me through the mirror. He gave me an angry bellow down the bus and threatened me one more that one more yawn while standing up would have me thrown off. Wait, <laughs> is, this, is this serious? For yawning on a bus? <laughs> I think that's what he said. My only regret is I politely sat down rather than significantly improving this anecdote by actually getting thrown off. Was near ho- enough home anyway. That's about all I have to say. Maybe my third eye is just too rested. Namaste. He gives the episode two and a half, pretty out of five, just like me. Come with guy is the Romanian Uber driver. Being a great, honest guy and defending the women of his country. The fucking asshole is Marvin, Mark Avid Jackson. Being overly demanding of his white brethren, but letting those of darker skin off without the slightest repercussions for minor errors. Positive discrimination gone way too far shortly. Okay. That is the end of the postman. All right, so what's our overall episode ranking? Well, I don't know how official any of these rankings really are. All right, let's go to the spreadsheet. So from the audience, we have an audience score of 3.13, which for the audience makes it the 69th ranked episode. Very nice. Uh, We add in Alex's four pretties, my two and a half pretties. That brings the episode average up to 3.21 and propels it all the way up to the 51st overall ranking spot. Uh, 51st episode out of 97. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, really uh, right in the middle of the curve. Yep. It's a good spot for it. Don't you hate to be continued on TV? I mean, the whole reason you watch a TV show is because it ends. If I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it, I have my life. (laughs) Next week, we will have an episode that, based on the name, I've been waiting for all season to complain about, never wait for seconds. Uh, Never wait for seconds. Uh, uh, Just by the name, of course, everyone will immediately remember at least one scene and at least one uh, thesis of the episode, which I find completely absurd. Uh, (laughs) I will save that rant for next week, though. All right. I actually don't remember anything about this episode at all, so I'm excited to uh, see it and excited to know what you're talking about. All right. Well, uh, maybe we'll have a disagreement or a fight, and if so, hopefully at least that will be entertaining enough that listeners will think it's... Get a life, Jews.